Hello and welcome to Creative Spaces. I'm Molly Cooper and this is the London Edition. In our first ever mini-season, we'll be featuring the best spaces to stay, work and play around the city, from timeless icons to under-the-radar finds. And as well as sitting down with the teams who brought them to life, I'll be bringing you the inside scoop from some pretty amazing people getting up to some pretty great things within travel, design and hospitality. I'm so excited to share all their stories with you, so let's get into it, shall we? We may be halfway through the London edition, but today's snapshot episode has a distinctively Gallic flavour. While French cuisine is celebrated across the world, in recent years things have been moving in a decidedly small plate Ottolenghi-esque direction, leaving the humble bistro increasingly sidelined. However, with a cluster of new openings in 2023, it looks like La France is back on the menu, and here to tell me all about it is freelance food journalist Tomé Morrissey-Swan. Tomé, it's such a pleasure to be chatting with you today. Welcome to Creative Spaces. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. We're having a real spate of crisp, cold English weather, which is my favourite weather. Um, but before we talk all about French food, I'd love to hear a bit about you and your background and hear how you've ended up a freelance food journalism. Yeah, so I I spent six years working at The Telegraph. Um, I started off a sort of general features lifestyle reporter. Um doing all sorts of things. But within that, food was always quite a big part of my job, um, which was great because I love food. I love writing about food. I love eating food. Um, and by the end of my time there, I'd sort of become assistant food editor. And then I stepped in as food editor while the editor went on maternity leave. And then January last year, I just decided to go freelance because I wanted you know, have a bit more freedom. I wanted to write for different publications. I wanted to... Um, yeah, I just thought it was a good time in my life to to make that move. Yeah, oh, that's so exciting. I love a hustler. This is so fun. <laughs> um, and from that has come this amazing article you wrote about the rise or the resurgence of French French cuisine. So I can't wait to get into it. It feels quite apt to be talking about it right now. I know Le Gavroche has just closed, um, but it feels like obviously French cuisine has been at the forefront of like world standards for so long. But then there's been all these shifts recently and then finally it feels like French is back, centre of attention. So I'd love to hear a bit about what inspired you to write this article, what things you've been seeing on the food scene. Yeah, absolutely. So like you say, French food has been sort of, you know, the, one of the main cuisine, global cuisines for over 100 years, um, probably since the 19th century. Um, so I think it wouldn't be fair to say French food ever went away in, in the UK. It's always been, you know, one of the most popular um uh, genres or cuisines to go out to eat for but um I think like you mentioned there was a period in sort of maybe from the early 90s where it kind of wasn't that cool anymore and you know a lot of other cuisines started to emerge which is a good thing so sort of Italian Southeast Asian fusion cuisine came in in the 90s and then in in the noughties it was sort of Ottolenghi and small plates and, and Middle Eastern and, it, and it's great that London and the UK has a much more diverse um, restaurant scene these days. But yeah, like in 20, probably in the beginning of 2022 and then into 2023, I really noticed how many French restaurants were opening again in, in London. Um, and I just sort of wanted to explore why, why that was. Yeah, oh, it's so interesting. And I think when you do say French cuisine, you do have these certain things that pop to mind. You either think there's like cozy little Parisian bistros where you get shoved in and closed in by the table, 
or super fine elevated affair with like crisp white tablecloths uh-huh. um and actually i'm i don't know what you'd think and i'm sure we'll talk about all the new openings but it feels like there's slightly newer grittier cooler french would that be fair to say on the scene now yeah i think so i think there is definitely a the sort of high end of fine dining that's still very prevalent and there is the sort of more rustic bistro inspired place um which is where i tend to gravitate towards but i think also one thing that's driven this trend in the uk is that in paris and across france there was a big sort of new bistro movement in the last 10 20 years which is sort of trying to modernize what french bistros are all about and sort of maybe bringing in some ingredients or some influence from other other cuisines so it's you know it's the idea that french food now isn't just set in stone it isn't just classic sort of steak tartare you know um steak free you know which all these dishes are great but there is more room now to to play and i think london has been inspired by that modern french scene quite heavily inspired by it actually yeah, that's so interesting to know that it's actually a movement that's maybe starting closer to home is beginning across the channel and we're kind of seeing the effects of that that here. That's really, really cool. Okay, well, let's look back at 2023 then. Um, mm-hmm. I know we had so many new openings, not just in French cuisine, but all kinds of restaurants. But focusing on the on the Frenchies, what were your fave picks or what places would you recommend people check out if they haven't already? Mm-hmm. So I might have to go back to... 2022 if that's all right with you um because okay, well allow it because <laughs> there's there's two spots in london that i think have really kick-started the trend which will bring us on to 2023 um those two places are le deux garçons in crouch end um which actually opened in late 21 um and their bouchon racine is the other one which opened in late 2022 so these are both inspired by the sort of rustic french bistro where you get sort of um you know confit de canard or steak tartare or onion soup um you know with good wine and um you know very small intimate restaurants um and both these have just been wildly successful so bouchon racine you know i would say is probably the most successful restaurant opening in london in the last year and a half and you know Everyone, everyone who's anyone, I guess, has gone there or tried to go there because it's hard to get a table sometimes. Um, but I think that these two have really sort of shown how, you know, there's a big appetite for sort of rustic, comforting, nostalgic food um, in the sort of post-COVID world. Oh, that is so interesting. And actually... Thinking back to COVID, almost pre-COVID, you had these huge, big open restaurants where you'd go, you'd pile in, they'd always be super central London. And actually, since COVID, people are going to smaller, more local, slightly more out of the centre, nearer home. People aren't in the office five days a week. And actually, it feels like these little neighbourhood bistro restaurants are quite well positioned to sort of jump on that or provide people with this slightly different dining experience to what they're looking for pre-COVID almost. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not all of those are are French. Um, There's been restaurants like that in, in, you know, in in several cuisines, but I think people do want, you know, somewhere where they feel, you know, very at home, they feel welcome, they feel like they can be a regular. Um, It's not super expensive, you know, they're not, they're not cheap, these restaurants, but they're not, you know, it's not fine dining. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that has been one of the biggest shifts um, since COVID. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's move on to 2023 then. So the seeds are sown and then we saw this spurry of activity. Tell me about what caught your eye and where you ate and you'd really recommend. Yeah, so what what caught my eye first, actually, and I, and I wrote a slightly different piece earlier in the year for The Telegraph, um, was rotisserie chicken, um, especially French, you know, French rotisserie chicken. And a lot of places in London started serving this either as sort of the only dish on their menu or within part of a wider menu. Um, so last year, a couple of places that did rotisserie chicken were Story Cellar, um, which opened in April. Um, and that, you know, it's the chicken's fantastic. Um, it's very, you know, French inspired. It comes with sauces and chips, um, you know, and it's, it's really, really good. And then another one was um, Baby Bob, which was opened by the Bob Bob Ricard team. And they opened in September. It was, it was very popular and they only do rotisserie chicken so it's it's sort of the only main they do so that was like the first thing that caught my eye and then throughout the year I just started noticing more and more French openings so all French all French inspired but there's 64 Goud Street in or Goud Street um which is sort of a modern take on French food, I would say. And then the 65A in Spitalfields, which opened in September. And that was much much more classic sort of onion soup, mole frites, steak, um, sort of very classic French bistro food. Um, yeah, and then I'd say there were a few very grand openings on the more fine dining, high-end sort of side of French cuisine um so there's Midland Grand Dining Room in St Pancras Hotel which is sort of very fancy very classic French food snails steak steak and chips again Dover Sole uh, Meunier which is you know butter parsley and lemon sauce um there was Café Leperousse at the um OWO um the old war rooms I think it's called which that's sort of an international import. There's, they have one in Paris, they have one in Saudi Arabia, in Miami. So it's this sort of big, grand French French restaurant. And then and the other one was um, Soka by Claude Bossy. So he obviously runs Bibendum, which has been the Michelin-starred French restaurant in London for a long time. But that's sort of focused on southern, like Mediterranean French cooking, um, you know, which is very different to the classic bistro French cooking that we, we often think of. Um, and that sort of brings in another interesting aspect, was it, which is sort of regional French food. Um, so restaurants just focusing on on a particular region in France, which um, I think is a trend that we're going to see going forward. I've got a lot of time for that. I loved Rick Stein's like journey through France when he's at an oyster festival in the West one week and then he's making these like sorry foodies people be like awful but you know there's like white sausages that are just like the blood so not my cup of tea right (laughs) yeah and I think you're so right that like super local hyper local hyper seasonal things are just getting more and more specific and celebrating like literally like villages instead of whole countries which is super exciting 
Well, looking forward to 2024 then, are there any other, apart from the rise of even more regional or local eateries, um, any other trends or openings you're excited for or you think we'll see more of in this French resurgence? Yeah, so um, one thing that's interesting is, you know, this ties into the regional um, aspect of it, but um, Claude Bosey is opening a restaurant called Josephine, I think at the end of January. Um, uh, he's from Lyon. Um, and Bouchon Racine, which I mentioned earlier, is is a Lyonnais restaurant, so it focuses on, you know, heavy, awful, heavy, you know, Lyonnais food. And and now we're getting another one um, in Fulham called Josephine and and Claude Bossy sort of promising to offer some of the, some similar awful heavy dishes. So I think there's this interesting, you know, there's an interesting appetite for awfully meaty French food, which I probably wouldn't have predicted five years ago. And then another one that I'm interested in is called July and it's in Fitzrovia. Um, well, it will be in Fitzrovia when it opens in spring. And that is, um, that's going to be a wine bar, um, which is another aspect I think is that a sort of emerging interest in wine um, has played a big part in this, obviously, because French is one of the, you know, one's, it's the world's most famous wine producing country, really. Um, but this restaurant is going to focus on Alsace. So it's going to have a slightly German, French sort of mashup, which I think is going to be really interesting. Um, yeah. And then the the other thing is, I think it's not it's not just London. Um, there's lots of places opening already opened or opening outside of London that focus on French food. And I think one to look out for this year is going to be Bavette in Leeds, um, which is opened by a chef at a sommelier who both worked in London for a long time, but they're, you know, they're moving up to Leeds and opening a sort of very classic French bistro there, which I think will be one to look out for this year for sure. Love it. If ever you needed a reason to get on that train and go up to Leeds, here, here it is. Um, I think it's so exciting. I'm actually feeling quite peckish now for a steak frite or rotisserie chicken. Yeah, <laughs> it's been such too. a pleasure chatting about all things French cuisine with you, Tomer. Before we do go, I do have a little closing tradition of a quick fire round, if you're ready for it. Let's do it. These will be food and France themed. Okay, so first up, snails, yay or nay? Absolutely. Love snails. One of my favourites. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Le Deux Garçons do amazing snails with lots of garlic and butter. Um, so yeah, no, I'm all for it. Okay. I'm into the garlic and butter. Maybe I need to give them another go. <laughs> lots of bread, garlic and butter. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Top tips taken. And then in France, what are your favourite regions to go to or that you could return to time and time again? So Lyon, probably. Um and uh, the Savoie, which is sort of the mountainous region towards the Alps, not far from Lyon. I think that's probably my favourite place I've been to in France. But I've never been to Provence and I really want to go. So maybe that's one for this year. Yeah, surely they need some more food articles written down there. You should probably go suss it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And are you more of a cheese and savoury person or are you all about those patisseries in the boulangerie? Cheese. If I had to choose, um, it would have to be cheese. Um, but I wouldn't say no to some patisserie alongside it. But no, cheese. Cheese would come first for me. Okay, 
Cheese, cheese is first. Um, and what's one French dish that you think everyone should try to create at home? I think that people should go for choucroute garni. Um, so it's maybe something not everyone has tried. Um, it's from Alsace, so it's slightly German inspired, but it's basically sauerkraut stew with sausage and pork. Um, and it's so comforting. It's delicious. It's quite easy to make. Um, so yeah, try that, especially in winter. That sounds delicious. And actually, yeah, quite quite German now. I see what you mean about the, the fusion. <laughs> yeah. And then looking ahead, 2024, what's one restaurant you're dying to eat at? So I think that the one I'm most excited about is, um, is July, uh, which I mentioned earlier, which is a sort of Alsace-inspired wine bar. Um, I think partly because I love uh, the wine from that region, um, you know, really good Riesling and, and, and other wines. So, and then because I think it will have this slightly different take on French food um, inspired by the region, which has German influence, which I think will be really interesting. Um, and I think people will be very excited about, and I'm very excited to try it too. I love it. And so on brand with this growing regionality, celebrating the uncovered pockets of France. I love it. Well, a note to end on. Thank you so much, Tommy, for talking to me today. Uh, thanks um, for having me. Have a lovely 2024 eating all these amazing spots. <laughs> Thank you. I have to try to get to all of them. Yes. <laughs> you for tuning into this episode i hope you enjoyed this conversation and if you did please as ever go on and make my day by leaving a little review or hitting that subscribe button there are so many things i'd love to do with creative spaces this year and that just helps make all of it possible you can also head to our website for loads more content and also some inspiration for your next trip away so go get planning your next vacation and i'll see you next time for more of the london edition